You're listening to the General Geekery Podcast. Once again, G.I. Joe is victorious in their never-ending battle against Cobra and their minions. But they can never rest on their laurels because Cobra can and will strike again anytime and any place. Go, Joe! Welcome to another episode of General Geekery. Uh, this will be the third part of our A Real American Hero O-Ring figure tribute show. Uh, with me, as always, is JD. Hello. Uh, so far, we are up to 1991. Um, we started off with 82. Yeah, I was going to read a recap of the list, but yeah, I don't know. I think that probably would take forever. Now that um, um, on second thought, just give us what the counts uh, what the counts are. All right. Uh, at this point in time, 1982 through 1991, GI Joe 62, Cobra 38. Uh, well, we should add that uh, the first year of Cobra, there wasn't a whole lot of choice, and uh, there there was there was a year or two there where. Cobras weren't uh, uh, quite as high on Brian's priority list, and I always picked weirdos, anyways. So yeah, there was definitely some lean years. So I'll, I'll say that for sure. Uh, individually, I think my I think when I counted it, um, just my list, uh, there was like one or two figure disparity, um, and GI Joe was still in the lead on that. So still. Uh. It's it's pretty evenly split for me. I didn't add all the JDs up. I'm not not doing the statistics tonight on that. But uh, that's where we're at so far. So uh, I went first on the last show, and we're doing 1992. So, JD, your top pick for 1992. <clears throat> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit here simply because my, my, my top two from this year are a duo – and there's no way for me to evaluate them in my mind individually. Ah, I know where you're going. It's slice that. and dice. Yeah. They are not just my favorite uh, Cobras this year. They're my favorite ninjas from the whole Joe line. Um, uh, I think I mentioned uh, last episode how when I got Windchill, uh, Iceberg, and him were sort of a team up. I kind of have a... Uh, uh, I kind of have a predilection towards uh, buddy, you know, buddy partner team ups sure. in uh, movies and TV shows, and <clears throat> that was the first thing about Slice and Dice that appealed to me. Um, but uh, I like, I like that they're both uh, Cobra Ninjas, but I like that they're not just stereotypical ninjas. Uh, I mean. Uh, um, 
Dice looks like some kind of pal- uh, palace guard, and uh, he's very ceremonial looking. And um, Slice just looks like a fencer, and it's yeah. cool. Um, I, uh, I I love the the visual aesthetics of both of them. Yeah, the paint job um, on on um, on uh, Slice is is pretty unique. I mean, the Storm Shadow from that year kind of had it as well, but it was definitely. It's like they tried a new paint. They learned well, a new painting technique, and they're like, "Ooh, hey, check this out!" And it worked pretty well. Well, it was really, uh, it's really detailed on Slice because uh, what looks just, what looks like just uh, camouflage is actually tiny stars. Um, so the the paint mask on him was super detailed. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's Slice and Dice. I mean, they're. They're inseparable. There was never a time when they would be deployed uh, individually because why? Why would you? Uh, I always figured Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, Larry Hammer owed them to sort of had the sword, the the Sword Brothers thing, right? And uh, that's that's exactly how I see Slice and Dice. Like uh, whoever it was that trained them, wherever it was that they went uh, through their training. They were probably both there from the time they were young, so uh, they're friends, they're competitors, they're sometimes rivals uh, with, uh, you know, who's better, but uh, they're always a pair, and there's there'd be no reason why um, anybody else from Cobra or anybody that they fought against would ever see them uh, separated, because they're... I figured they're always uh, two parts of uh, of the whole in terms of um, uh, where where one skills excel, uh, the other one's uh, skill set would uh, perfectly complete what uh, what they were doing, and they're both efficient killing machines and uh, really just unstoppable. Um, together so yeah i i can't imagine any reason why they would ever operate uh as uh on their own that's just that's crazy and even even from the time that i was young um they they uh their file cards are pretty scant uh in terms of detail like everything starting in 92 was you know the file cards tend to be real light on detail not much in the way of biography, and I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure at that point if Larry Hamill was no longer writing the file cards, or if he was writing them, but somebody at Hasbro was <clears throat> copy editing, and uh, they were chopping up uh, the the bios that he was doing, which is probably the case. He was probably writing out much more. Um, substantial bios, and they were just chopping them down to save space on the file cards because <clears throat> they didn't. None of the file cards after that had much. Um, no, it was all more so, geared towards the action features and the, you know, it made it made it look like the the blueprints for the vehicles where it would, you know, number one is pointing at this, and that's what it oh, is, and number two yeah, is pointing at yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. And that's they, what it they, is. You're right. That the whole bottom of the file cards was dedicated to that. 
diagram to, to explain what the details on their uniforms were. So, <clears throat> uh, so their actual, their characteristics, like gone were the, gone were the, uh, the, the, the quotes that other characters would make and the observations of whoever was making the notes. Yeah. They, they cut that out altogether. So, uh, Getting, you know, Slice's card is he's a ninja, and Dice's card is he is too. Yeah, see, um, I mean, <clears throat> I do want to say I think they did have some kind of quotes, but <clears throat> they weren't, uh, they weren't the, uh, they weren't the, um, the ones that you could really chew on. No, like, they tended to be they, very they cheesy. Used to be. Yeah, yeah, they tend to be very cheesy. All right, so um, we'll count that as as one figure then for you. Because uh, I figured, really, yeah, okay. I think if because I was waiting to see if you were going to pick Zaymont Tomax, and we were going to have. I was going to say that'll go as one. No, so, no. In fact, uh, in my head, slice and dice. Uh, they're uh, they're not brothers, but they're they're probably closer than uh, Tomax and Zaymont even are. Yeah, um, so. I think we'll just go with one figure on that. That works, yeah, because they even have file names in my head. Uh, they're Julio Nunez and Travis Walker, and I cannot, I can't even tell you when I came up with those names. It may very well have been from the time I was a little kid, and it's just been in my head. They, they've, they're crazy. I mean, they're, they're, they're crazy in my head, and it, it's almost like they were introduced in the toy line in '92. But it's like in my head, I decided that they had actually been with Cobra for much longer than that. Gotcha. Um, so. All right, my first pick for 92 is probably not going to be any surprise. This was a pretty lean year, quite honestly. Uh, I went with Wetsuit, uh, version 3. Um, I really liked the, the sculpt of the figure, the yellow and black with the amount of black that's on there, it's really starting to kind of look like more of a, you know, a SEAL commando kind of guy. The yellow is still kind of a little off-putting. We're starting to hit the the battle core colors that just aren't practical. But, I mean, you know, there's always been a little impracticality in some of the colors and a lot of the figures in GHO. So, not a big surprise. I was able to deal with it. He had that really wonky paddle rifle thing. You know, the, but we finally got a wetsuit with our, a removable helmet. Um, yeah, and uh, and uh, I really, I uh, I really appreciated that. You know, same thing like I mentioned with uh, with uh, sci-fi. It was just nice to, uh, uh, you know, from '91. It was just nice to finally uh, see the head. I mean, he didn't have the poofy hair that he had in the cartoon, but he had a mullet, and that's an acceptable substitute. <laughs> And the, this is one of the few times that I really liked the action the action feature, spring-loaded action feature, because it was part of his underwater sled. Uh, it, it shot two torpedoes and had pegs for – or shot one torpedo and had pegs for two more. Uh, yeah, see, he, it, 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 was, it was good for more than just beating a guy up with it. Yeah, it was uh, very practical. The The – paddle rifle thing was really goofy and then of course he came with flippers but um this was kind of my my ultimate wetsuit though uh 
this far in the line. I liked it way better than the original one. Um, number two for you, JD. Flag Viper. Um, they're big. They're burly. Uh, I'm not entirely certain that Cobra needed a legion of troopers that basically did what Metalhead did. But um, I always saw them as just the general heavy artillery guys. Uh, uh, they had the heavy machine gunners with the saw vipers, but uh, the flag vipers would be all around uh, whatever kind of artillery, um, anti-tank weapons, um, anti-aircraft weapons. Um, uh, you know, if they had to, if they had to operate a rail gun or something, then they could do that. Um, yeah, they weren't just restricted to shooting missiles off their backs, but they were, uh, I, I figured that that was the reason why they were so burly because um, they they had to be to, to haul around the heavy equipment that they used. Yeah, my number two is oddly enough Flak Viper as well. Um, this was one of the figures that was obviously designed around the action feature, was which was that huge backpack that shot two missiles. Like wetsuit, it worked for me. Yeah, uh, his colors are a little, mm, a little bit bright, but but still practical. Uh, yeah, and I, I were didn't yours, mind. Were they yours... had the gray there to offset the rest of it. Yeah, um, uh, like he wasn't all baby blue. Uh, they, they, yeah, they had the gray there, and the green was an interesting choice, but it did break up the color scheme. Um, <clears throat> uh, they, uh, and even their helmets were cool. It was sort yeah. of RoboCop-ish, and, uh, you know, you gotta like it. Yeah, um, and... Yeah, uh, those guys, they're pretty badass. Yeah, whereas yours were, like, heavy artillery in general, mine were specifically anti-aircraft. Um, and I really liked the the detail on the, on the figure of, um, you know, how air uh, pilots, when they shoot somebody down, they'll put a paint a little kill sign on their the nose of their aircraft. Well, the Flak Vipers had that, too, on the breast of their uniform. Uh, how oh, many, that's right. I forgot about how that. How many planes they um, had shot down. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that detail. Yeah, see, they were... Uh, there was no... They, see, they, they, weren't, they weren't skimping on the details quite yet. No, we were starting to get into the wonky colors and the action features, the spring-loaded missile launchers, but... My first two picks, you know what? They worked for these figures, and they worked them in well. It's something you don't see very often. No, no. So, yeah, my number two was uh, Flak Viper, and that was JD's number two. So, JD, number three for you, then. Uh, The Air Devil. Um, Uh The red was a little bit bright. Uh, When the club updated theirs for the convention last year, uh, they went with the darker... Uh, red color, and that was a good call, but they were troopers on the file card, but it was another one like Desert Scorpion with a name like Air Devil. You don't give that to a whole troop class. Right. Um, I always got the sense that because he his face was distinctive, too, and he looked, I don't know, he just he always looked to me like he was supposed to supposed to be an individual operator um and uh that's what i used him as he was he was daredevil he was basically um 
uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he came with a glider, which, you know, he, he, sometimes he would use that, but he was also uh, a qualified aircraft pilot. So, um, uh, when wild, uh, when wild weasel was off somewhere else, uh, air devil could fly in his place. Um, although, uh, uh, I thought his face. Shoot, I thought his uh, face shield uh, was a little. I thought his face shield was a little weird, um, and his rifle well, is pretty cool. But the, I, I like the colors that they even the even the real American hero colors. I still like the color scheme on him. Red, yeah, me too. I mean, the red and black with the silver highlights. You can't beat that color scheme. No, I mean, it's it's attention cool. grabbing, and it's uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's cool looking. Um, yeah, the face shield was a little weird, but it's like a I think welder I used helmet. It at, at, yeah, a welding helmet, and I figured if he was repairing the aircraft, well, that would come in handy. Otherwise, no good particular use for it. You know, now, use for he's already it, but, wearing goggles. Um, uh, well, yeah, it's true. Ha, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so, interesting, interesting design choices there. Yeah, I guess it's so when his when his glider lands in the grass, he doesn't scratch up his face. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, number three for me, uh, I went with uh, Firefly version two. Um, I didn't like the lime green colors, but I really liked the. To me, this was like, I, I was really torn as a kid. I really liked the, the figure, but I had a real hard time seeing this as Firefly. I think the original Firefly with the double gray camo is is something that's iconic, and you just you can either update that in the same fashion with a different figure, or but making it a whole different whole different figure, different color scheme doesn't work for Firefly for me. But it was uh, I, still I a like cool figure. I like the armor. I like the armor, and I like the helmet. Yes. Um, it looked a little more high tech. Um, Definitely, uh, the weapons were pretty cool. The action feature was uh, a little spinning top, if I remember right, which I kind of worked in. It was kind of a stretch, but you know, I don't know. It wasn't. This is definitely where GI Joe started to lose some steam for sure. It was. They had some good ideas, but it just it it didn't go all the way like a lot of the other figures. It was the beginning of the end, and there's no there's no real there's no real other way to look at it. But I mean, the the sculpt that was involved in that figure is 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 really nice, though. It's, yeah, it would have been cool to see uh, a, a, a repaint of him in uh, the great urban camo. I. I I wonder what that would have looked like. I'm sure somebody out there has done that at some point. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's taking the um, version two and and leaving the gray parts gray and maybe doing, you know, painting the whole thing gray and then like uh, camo camo on the non-armored parts. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. So that was my... um, Number three for 1982, so JD, number four for you. Bulletproof. 
Um, yes. Um, leader of the DEF. Um, but, uh, and, you know, his figure was pretty good. It was, I wasn't crazy about the, uh, that shade of green that they used on it, but at least he was kind of military looking. Um, uh, but, um, if you read his file card, he was a U.S. Marshal, and U.S. Marshals are just one of those law enforcement agencies that I've always been fascinated by. So, um, you know, I, I took a liking to him right away because of that. Um, uh, and, uh, that, that fascination only deepened as I got older. So, uh, I think I, uh, I think I can honestly put Bulletproof in my top five, uh, favorite Joes from the original line. And that's hard to do this far in the line. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Because I don't know, there was just something about Bulletproof that just, he, he, you know, uh, he, he grabbed my, my interest in, you know, didn't let go because, um, he just, he intrigued me. I mean, I know he's part of a gimmicky line, yeah. but, uh, I mean, the DEF, you know, it was kind of G.I. Joe's own DEA, um, but, uh, like I said, they, they, thing. yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of propaganda, a lot of, you know, just say no. It was the era of the D.A.R.E. program in school and everything. Yep. Um, but, um, but as, as, a as a dedicated law enforcement unit inside of G.I. Joe, which is something that they had never done, um, it was a, it was a cool idea if you, if you take the propaganda out of it and, yeah, absolutely. um, and it makes perfect sense that you would want, uh, an agency, you know, a unit like that in G.I. Joe, of course you're going to want to put a U.S. Marshal or, you know, uh, DA agent in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so kind of as an aside, kind of an interesting thing. Um, this whole DEF thing, you know, big propaganda. Uh, my wife is a mental health specialist, and she recently attended a little lecture um, called Just Say No to Just Say No. It's evidence-based medicine that shows that the Just Say No absolutely positively does not work as um, – uh, substance for substance abuse. So <laughs> no, because well, if you think about it, you just say no is a good idea in yeah. an ideal world right. where your circumstances or everybody's circumstances are perfect to be able to just say no. Exactly. But let's face it, uh, as as people, uh, our experiences are individualized to our own lives, and if you if if you if, if your particular existence happens to have people around that may be into this kind of stuff, just say no is harder to do. And, but it really, it comes down to willpower. I mean, there are people that are more than mentally equipped to just say no, but there's just as many people that necessarily aren't. And you wouldn't know that unless, you know, you had some experience and, uh, or, you know, you just happen to have that kind of willpower that you could just say no. But yeah. in most cases, it's a neat idea, it just but it work. definitely 
came from a standpoint of somebody that did who, never had to say never was exposed to it. Exactly. There there's somebody that didn't know uh of people who fought addiction. They clearly didn't have any experience in an aspect of life where the It's an escape. These, exactly. Like it and 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 that's good for them, but you Doesn't can't work use a life. stance like that and broadcast it to the rest of the world and expect that uh, it's just going to work for everybody because it isn't going to. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say the uh, Bulletproof uh, came with some pretty pretty cool gear. I mean, it ha- had a helmet with the microphone that attached, I think, his assault rifle was really cool. The oh, his was, assault rifle was great. His and the sculpt on the backpack was phenomenal. And his missile launcher, even though it was kind of big, uh, it lit up when you fired the rockets. Yeah, that was one gimmick that I always get a kick out of because um, I, I think those launchers were big because they had to accommodate the little electronics in it. But yeah. I like the light up feature, yeah, and I, it's his his submachine gun is cool. <clears throat> Only problem with it was it was the same color as his uniform. And I would have liked to have seen it in uh, gray or black because I think um, I think it would have been more imposing. But you're right; the sculpt on this backpack is great. He's got a gas mask sculpted onto it. He's got all kinds of pockets and other gear. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. They, he he was a well designed figure. I think he just sort of fell down on having a bizarre shade of green. I kind of liked it, actually. I remember having this well, one as a kid, and it was definitely one of my favorite figures of that year. Well, I'm I'm glad that it wasn't lime green. He didn't fall the same victim that Firefly did. No, absolutely. Um, and let's see, my, my next one, uh, next pick for this year, uh, is someone that did not fall down that lime green hole, and I'm going to go with um, Barricade. Uh, I thought, I don't know what it was about the gold and the blue that, and this guy was, you know, a no-nonsense door kicker, you know. He was the first one in the breaching, kicking down the doors, and I thought the equipment was great. The I think that he looked great in that, in, with the helmet. Um, <coughs> um, that That armored suit that he had on, was absolutely badass. Yeah, it was phenomenally sculpted, um, and the the paint job was, worked. And yeah, this it was is, super layered, super like, not, like he wasn't going to get shot no. wearing that. And 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 it was, was going to uh, get shot being detailed. the first guy in the door, but like, he wasn't. It wasn't going to hurt him. Exactly. You know, there was. Um, it was going to take a lot to take that guy down because the armor was really intricate-looking and must have been a pain in the ass to put it on and take it off. And yet another one where the the they managed to work the action feature into the figure very well. Um, I was going to say, they gave him a working battering ram. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that was excellent. They... You know, the last few years, and definitely on the show, I've always, we've always talked about I know I have always talked about how much I freaking hate action features, but the the 92 wave of G.I. Joe 
they managed to put action features, even big, big things, they managed to make these things and work them into the figure so that they were actually usable, actually practical. They may have been a little bit on the large side, but it was easy to overlook because you could actually, you, you weren't throwing this thing away the second you opened it out of the package because it was like, hey, this is part of who this figure is and it works. Um, everything about Barricade was well thought out and um, he works on every level. Um, there are no shortcomings on that figure, so I herald that choice. Yeah, that's definitely one that's I'm gonna have to put on my list to get again. If and that'll be have to that'll have to be one that's gonna be in in nice shape because I'll bet that gold scratch is pretty easy. Um, well, <clears throat> it helps that uh, his torso was actually cast in the gold. Ah, uh, and and the blue. Uh, the blue Under Armour is uh, painted. And then on his arms and legs, that's where the gold is painted. But it's, if I remember right, it's not as prone to scuffing as you would think. Huh. Um, um, no, I take that back because on his lower arms, I think, I think on his lower arms it may have been casting gold too. Um, Interesting. could be wrong on that. But yeah. Yeah not as prone to paint rub as you would be afraid of. Maybe on his boots, but um, I remember mine when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, I used him pretty extensively, and I don't remember him getting all, you know, screwed up. So, um, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good choice. Excellent. All right, number five for you then, J.D. Cutter. Um, all right. Finally, had a version of Cutter that did not look like the baseball coach. Um, <laughs> he was not wearing bell bottoms. He did not have that ridiculously oversized head with the uh, necessarily uh, to, to accommodate that gargantuan head, the large baseball cap. And his, his, uh, his, his life preserver actually looked like an orange flak vest instead of um, you know, like, uh, like, like the, uh, like, like the life jacket that you would keep on the yacht just in case. Um, he was battle ready and he was sleeveless and he was ripped. Yeah, he was. was I was like, just going to say he was fucking ripped. Yeah. It was like Cutter was like, it's like, Oh, this guy's a monster. Like this guy's like a fitness fanatic. Um, um, yeah, I can't stand the original figure for Cutter because I can't help it. I, he looks to me like the baseball coach and it's made so much worse because one of his little public service announcements on the Joe cartoon, he was on the baseball field giving the lesson and it just made it so much more ridiculous when, for me. Uh, yet another but, one where the, the action feature, it was a light up as well, but it was a grappinel launcher. Grappling hook launcher. Yeah, and, so and, and you can and imagine that doing, mounted to the deck of the of the killer whale and actually be practical. Yeah, because <clears throat> okay, now the Coast Guard when it came with the tripod, they do have too. to board these ships. Sometimes they do have to do breaching stuff, and this thing would help for that. You know, he, he, he you know shoot it up on the on the on the deck of the uh, on, on the ship that you're about to board, and you know you can repel 
you know, you can you can climb up and then you can rappel back down. Um, and he came with finally, a, a flashlight that was like would hold like twelve D sized batteries. Yes, and it attached to his leg. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I was when, wondering what that peg on the side was for. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it holds the flashlight. So, I mean, again, I know that feature always appeals to you when they've got this gear and they can carry it. Yes. Well, um, yeah, I, finally, basically, this Cutter figure, yeah, you know, um, people just, uh, people tend to think that the Coast Guard are just on the boats patrolling the waters, but hell no, those guys are badasses, and this figure made the Coast Guard look like the badasses. Yeah, and I like that, that they weapon actually that, are. that assault that submachine gun that it came with is pretty pretty nice too. Yes. Um everything about that figure was excellent and it just made you realize just how utterly shitty the original figure was. I have fine memories of that, but alright. Um my number five, I had uh this was kind of the year that I started getting out of it, um, out of GI Joe, because I was graduating high school this year. Um, the choices, I mean, there was a Cobra Eel in this wave, and it was absolutely hideous. So, oh, oh but, but, but the robotic shark. The robotic, I bought it just cool. for the robotic shark and gave it to yeah. my original eel. Uh, I was on eBay last week looking for one of these eels because I want the robotic shark. Because um, now that figure is cool, repainted in the original eel color scheme. Because I've seen that a couple of times. I online. have not like seen that. I would like to see customize. That. Um, yeah, I think it was huh. either Chad or Matt uh, from Joe Customs. Yeah, they painted they painted them in the in the gray, red, and black. And okay, yeah, then it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, but I'd as like to it see is, that. I, I, I'm having yeah, trouble seeing that. He, he looks like a glow stick, and it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, and that robotic shark, yeah, that is, again, action feature that works really well with the custom. So my, uh, I kind of had to just, like, spitball this one um, because I didn't have a lot of these figures. I don't have a lot of attachment to them. I didn't see some of these figures, honestly. Um, I went with the uh, Headhunter. Uh, again, it's that kind of DEF line. I never used them for... The whole drug thing really kind of set me off. I'm like, you know, even Cobra is not going to stoop to selling drugs. So I I used him as like a like a urban enforcer kind of guy. He's he's like an alley viper wannabe, you know. Um, maybe it's like the farm league for the alley vipers. If you if you do if you can show that you're an ass kicker with the uh, um, with the headhunters, then, then you can get promoted to Alley Viper. And he came with that <laughs> friggin' sawed-off shotgun that was nice, and I'm pretty sure it fit in the backpack too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, he could holster it on the backpack and then heft his um, artillery piece. Yeah, uh, but again, it lit up. It so lit up. I can't um, complain too much. Yeah, it lit up. A, it's one where it did not do anything for the figure. No, but that face shield was freaking cool looking. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's menacing. Which is, you know, kind of why I, I had them as like my, you know, not back up to the LA Vipers, but like I said, like a farm team for the LA Vipers. It's, if you And they had uh, the spiked uh, shoulder pads, yeah. right? Yes, they did. Uh, on the yeah, right I side. Mean, come the, on, that's hardcore. 
definitely. So that's 1992. Um, 93? JD, your first one for 93. All right. Here's where we're starting the era of slim pickings. Boy, I Um, don't know. I didn't have any problems with 93, but go ahead. No, no. No, no. It's the beginning of it. There there were a couple of toss-ups. There there were, yeah, there, there were... There were a couple of uh, coin flip things, and then, but um, for the most part, yeah, ninety three. It, it it has plenty of solid offerings. I'm not saying that there was nothing. Um, it's just, you know, it, it it was starting to go off in the. Um, well, okay, it was it was co- the continuation of the beginning of the end. But you know, yeah, absolutely, because um, we're because we're definitely hitting the battle core years. Um, a lot of these guys are repaints. A lot of them are freaking weird colors. I mean, half of the line is last year's line just repainted. Yeah, um, and repainted badly. Um, yeah, like the but, the bulletproof, the ambush, the eel, the flak viper, um, the headhunter, um, barric- barricade with the orange and gold. Um, yeah, that's what yeah, I meant. It's barricade. Uh, sorry. All right, your first pick for um, 92, um, then. Okay, well, my, my first my first pick from this year, it, it's, it's odd. I don't know why they felt the need to give him a repaint, because the vehicle drivers did not get repainted all that often. No. But I loved the color scheme on Keel Hall version 2. Um, <laughs> the blue pick. vest, or I mean the blue jacket... And and the green pants just there is something aesthetically that just does it for me. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a buddy of mine off Facebook named uh, named uh, JP Foster. He sent me one because he, he's a reseller, and he sent me one, and it is it is in immaculate shape. Um, and he was one that I did not have when I was a kid because. I think he's one of the few that I never actually saw in the store. Or I may have seen it in the store. I seem to remember seeing it at KB Toys where everything was about double the price. So ah, that wasn't happening. Um, um, not with so many other figures that I absolutely had to have that year. Because you know how that goes. Um, but um, that, like I said, the vehicle drivers didn't get repaints very often. And I'm not sure what it was about Keel Hall that made Hasbro decide, Hey, this guy needs a, this guy needs a repaint. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm certainly glad they did because the original, first of all, he was only available with the flag. Right. And then uh, later that had Hasbro made him available through the mail order service for everybody who didn't have a flag. But, um, his color scheme was bland. It was very, very bland. Um, it didn't have a lot going on. Um, to uh that was eye pleasing and it was just sort of forgetful at that point. But for some reason the blue jacket and those green pants just I don't know, they're eye catching. The only complaint I had, and when I got the figure a couple weeks ago, he's got a lot of details uh in his sculpt, like the brass on his uniform. A lot of it wasn't painted, so I took care of that. Ah. Um so like the like the Eagle emblem on his admiral's hat is painted, um, you know, the, uh, but 
that was it. I mean, otherwise, that kill hall figure, he just, I don't know, he's just, he's just looking. Like I said, for a character that didn't really necessarily need a repaint, I, I'm glad that they did that. I um, always so, was yeah, always he's amused one of my by favorites his, of that. Yeah. yeah, I was always amused by his card art where he's, you know, like, clearly running into battle with this rocket launcher that's as big as he is. Um, even at that point, I think his age may have kept him from operating a rocket launcher. <laughs> okay, no. Um, details. Um, um, and I'm not exa- I'm not sure what, what the unit patch on the back of his jacket is. Like, I don't know, I don't know which Navy unit that is, but if I'm not mistaken, it is a real Navy unit. So, um, I like that. I like that kind of attention to detail. Well, and apparently, uh, I'm looking at uh, YoJo, and there's apparently two different versions of that. There's a big, big yeah, logo and a small the, logo. Yeah, one's got the large logo, one's got the, the smaller logo. Um, and the one I've got has the larger logo, and yet the the port for the back screw does, uh, does take up part of that patch, so it does obscure it, but... I, I kind of prefer it because if you look at the, if you look at like a motorcycle club jacket or any kind of jacket head that has a symbol in the back, of course it's going to be large and it's going to take up the whole back. And that's what they were, that's what it would do. I just kind of reminds me of like the flying tigers. They had a, the, a, the flying tigers in world war two. They had unit patches like that on their, on their, yeah, flight exactly. Jackets. So, um, that's that's what they were going for. So I just kind of squint and pretend that the backpack screw or that the uh, that the back screw is not fucking up the aesthetics of the back of the figure. Yeah, it's kind of a shame on that one. All right, um, my number one pick for um, ninety three, and you know it's it's interesting that you said that you from la- the previous year that you had one in the top five. Uh, all-time figures. I think this year has two of of the figures that I would put in my all-time top five. Uh, the first one being, Whoa. yeah, the first one being Headhorn Headhunter Stormtrooper. Oh yeah, badass yeah. spikes everywhere. The gray, the gold, the um, black he- spikes, the red goggles. This guy was just menacing. He was and his. Skull helmet, uh, his skull looking helmet works much better than the Range Viper. Yeah, this is what the Range Viper should have looked like originally. I just, I love this figure. I got one uh, uh, like a week or two ago, and I got it. I know we were recording with uh, G.I. Joburg. Um, we were talking about the figure on the show while we were podcasting. And I went on eBay and looked, and I founded one. Found one that was carded for a fairly decent price and bought it while we were podcasting with the G.I. Joburg guys and uh, opened it up the second I got it. Um, the This is the year where they really, where they packaged the figures or the weapons on the accessory trees, which isn't so bad in my mind, except this is the year that they really used uh, the a way soft, way softer plastic. Yeah, that so the guns were a little bit malleable, and yeah, it was probably they were real waxy. Yeah, uh, like, and so they were really, they didn't stay 
very well in the figure's hands because a lot of them, because of the softer plastic, was prone to the handles that go in the hands actually warping. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times you have to rearm those guys simply because sometimes the weapons would just fall out of their hands because they just, they weren't, they, whatever that grade of plastic was, they used it across the entire battle core. You know, they just, yep. you know, they, they'd switch the colors up, but yeah, all of those weapons, no matter which colors they are, yeah, they all have the same problem. And so they're, yeah, they, they're, the most they're soft the, plastic. I think for the most kinda, of them, the most part, they're all repainted weapons too, just remolds. Um, I, yeah, I, I ended up rearming mine. I played with the, the weapons he came with for a short time, but ended up just like, you know what, you suck, and ended up digging in my uh, fodder for a real nice um, he- heavy machine gun for him. So uh, the the Headhunter Stormtrooper is definitely one of my top five figures of all time. Um, and same thing with the with the Headhunters. You, you don't... You know, you're not using them in the DEF sense. No, and I don't think these, uh, and I think that's interesting because I don't think that it, when you read the cards, I don't, there's a subtle delineation that these guys aren't really affiliated with DEF line anymore. It's like they kind of realized it's not working. Right. And quick, uh, quick background, um, the DEF line uh, as a subline, did not sell all that well. Gee, can't imagine why it wouldn't be the propaganda attached to it, would it? No. So, um, the the 1993 figures that were intended for uh, DEF Wave Two um, were just uh, were just shoehorned into the Battle Core line, um, and that's their end. The file cards basically removed most of the. Uh, I think the text for the re-released DEF guys, I think it was just, I think the, the, the reference to DEF was actually taken off, but otherwise I think the text was the same. And everybody else who was new that would have been DEF, um, they, yeah, they had their file cards modified to take that out of there. Though interestingly, in Australia, those same figures were, actually sold as DEF. Ah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they pulled them, they pulled the DEF line here in the U S and they, they added them to the battle core. Gotcha. Same with the, uh, same with the eco warriors. Uh, yeah. The, so that, that headhunter stormtrooper is definitely one of my top five figures of all time. Uh, number two for 1993 for you, JD. Mirage. Um, as a mega Marine, he was in uh, the gimmickiest of the gimmicky lines, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, they came with frickin' Play-Doh yeah. because, because uh, Hasbro, or, or uh, no, excuse me, at the time, Kenner um, owned, uh, uh, Kenner, actually, they had, um, they had decided to integrate some of the other, um, uh, sort of assimilate, some of the other toy lines um, into like they were doing a lot of cross branding stuff. And so their Play-Doh line, they decided to bring it into the Joe line and each of them uh, had these flip down molds 
that you put the Play-Doh in and you flip it over the, you know, you clip it over the figure, you pull the mold off, and you'd actually have the body armor. Um, they call they, it bio-armor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they called it the bio-armor, and it's, it's a, it, it was a, it was a terrible gimmick then. Uh, it stands up as being a laughable gimmick now. Um, but that being and, said, those those figures they have just hideous, hideous color schemes, but they're all fantastically sculpted. The the sculpts are super intricate. They're all wearing uh, like like hyper body armor. Like I mean, this is like experimental battlefield body armor stuff that um, you know they weren't. Uh, it was going to take a lot to injure the the guys. Uh, I mean, it was super cutting edge stuff. And but um, the the sculpts were good enough that later on um, the club actually used a bunch of those molds and repainted them for different convention figures in um, useful color schemes. And they all look great. Uh, Gung Ho, Blast Off, and um, Clutch all got repurposed as various con figures, and then Hasbro themselves um, repainted Mirage in 2002, and then he got a couple of other random repaints too that were all kind of mm, similar color schemes, except for this weird clear one that came out in like 2005 in the Arctic set. But that was just a strange concept, anyways. But yeah. Going back to '93, yeah, his, yeah, he, his 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 paint job, it's bright, but not nearly as bright as the rest of the Mega Marines. No, but he had um, the goggles were removed. Uh, they were a separate piece. They were they were cast in translucent blue plastic, so you could see his eyes behind the goggles, and um, his armor was really intricate looking. Yeah. And he had I was a lot of at him last night. Um, um, like he had a lot of grenades and stuff uh, attached to the power armor, and some of it was sort of glossed over with the with the uh, with the color schemes. Um, but he was so friggin' cool looking. I did not have him when I was a kid because he was the one Mega Marine I think I didn't ever see in the store, and I didn't have any interest in the in the other ones. Um, this guy just looked like a soldier from the future, and it's hard not to like uh, everything that was going on with the sculpt. And I like the blue goggles. Um, yeah, Mirage was... He, he was definitely a character that screamed um, 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 like unstoppable force. Um, meets the immovable object. No, yeah. he'd find a way to move it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I was looking at that figure last a uh, couple nights ago because I, I was trying to find enough figures to fill out this year. I'm like Mirage, you know, I don't, I don't remember seeing any of these in the store. Um, Ninety two, I had already graduated high school and my dad had kicked me out of the house, so I didn't have a lot of money to spend on Joe's, but I was still picking one up here and there. Um, so I'd never seen Mirage, never had one, never saw him in the store. And it's like, you know, that looks like a, he's got a, um, like exosuit skeleton, exoskeleton suit, uh, sculpted onto him. I mean, these, these are fantastic looking figures. Yeah, they're, they're, 
Um, they were an excellent idea, wrecked by uh, the the color schemes. But you know, it's something that you could say for not just the Joe line, but a lot of '90s toy lines. That's yeah. what happened. They had a lot of goofy color schemes. I remember I had a Batman figure. I was just going to say Batman. Some stupid gimmick, but even Batman had a yellow bodysuit on because, you know, of course the Dark Knight needs, you know, a bright yellow suit. The banana suit, yeah. Sure. I was just, it's funny you should say that because I was going to, Batman just automatically sprung to mind for the 90s weird color stuff. All right, uh, number two for me for 93, one of my top five figures of all time, absolutely, without a doubt is Beachhead version 2. There is... The only thing wrong with this figure is the weapons he came with. Everything else about this figure is phenomenal. The, like, race helmet, you know, like the like fast-groping helmet with the goggles and the balaclava, textured balaclava, and he's got the, the tactical vest. And, I mean, this guy looks like He's a you know either a Navy SEAL or you know Delta Force, some sort of special force, special operations force that is right fucking there, kicking in doors and shooting people in the face. I mean, 1993 was the year that the disastrous mission between the Army Rangers and the Delta Force to Mogadishu happened. Yeah, as chronicled in Black Hawk Down. But if you look at the soldiers in that movie, that is exactly what Beachhead was. He had the hockey helmet style uh, K-pot, and he had the goggles, and he had uh, he had the he had the flak vest, and even his color scheme was great. Yeah. I mean, he looked ready for action um, when 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 they when they get the phone call that says meet on the tarmac in fifteen minutes. Uh, we're headed to some backwards-ass place that you can't tell anybody about. That's exactly what Beachhead looked like he was Absolutely. ready for more. He's got the two pistols sculpted on each leg and a boot knife sculpted on. This This is going to be one of the first figures that I replace um, soon when I get back from my next deployment is, is this figure because it's just I, I, I've got one and I repainted it a long time ago. I'll have to dig it out. It's here somewhere. I may repaint it in just like the original colors, just add some shading in here and there just to just, I just love this figure. I think it's one of the top figures they've ever, ever made. The accessories is the only, only downside of this figure. Uh, so number three for you, JD. Um, <clears throat> all right. He's not a favorite character of mine. Not by a long shot. Um, but I, I'm gonna give, I'll give him props. Um, he, he did have the, the scientific knowledge to combine the DNA of history's greatest leaders to create, a, um, Serpentor. So he had one useful function and, but the original figure is fucking ridiculous. It is. He, he looked like the worst of the jokes that people make about professional wrestling. He was all of that plus a cape. Um, I hate the original Mindbender. He's stupid in every way. In 93, um, he got um, he got a 
super tech upgrade, including like a like a heads-up display attached to his head and he had all kinds of wires and shit like he had a computer wired into his body or something. I don't know. You know what? The yellow pants were ridiculous. The but, purple shirt was kind of uh, pushing yeah. it, but it still tied it to the original, so... I yeah, can see the purple shirt, but the wearing a shirt. That's the significance. Yes, well, that's a good point. He kind of uh, reminds me of Lobot. Uh, you know what? They may have actually been going for something to the effect, because again, this was the same era that movies like Universal Soldier were coming out. Um, yeah. So, you know, they may have played some influence there. Um, this this Dr. Mindbender was everything the original never would have been. Um, because he was, well, he looked like a sideshow freak, um, like a circus performer. And this was not that, um, colors aside, uh, and lack of detail in, um, in, in the, uh, in the paint job. Um, he was, he was cool looking. I think, I want to say, I think the explanation in the comic that Larry wrote was basically because Dr. Mindbender had died in that freighter on Cobra Island. Right. Um, they decided to resurrect him and or clone him or something. Um, I don't know. Those were yeah, like some I, of the comic books that I never was able to. Yeah, they, he, no, that's right. They resurrected him, um, I think, but that's why he had like the cyber replacement part. I don't know. It was goofy. Never mind all that. The fact is, it, it was finally a Doctor Mindbender that actually looked like a badass. Versus like a uh, ridiculous fashion statement, like a um, gay wrestler yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was just everything that that the original wasn't. This one was plus banana yellow pants. All right. Yeah, like I said, the color scheme lacked, but I finally had a respectable Doctor Mindbender. Understandable. Uh, my number three for this year. Uh, also, I don't know if it's probably not, I don't know if it will make my top five, but I absolutely love the sculpt on, of this figure. And even the colors are, even though they're Battlecore, they're, they're not too wonky. And it's Bazooka version three. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you made that custom that you sent to me of him, you know, in the modern style. Yeah. You know what? At least... At least, um, you know, they gave him the fishing vest and the fishing hat, and at least they integrated that into the bio, and it was totally believable that on the weekends this guy would be going fishing, and maybe he'd get the phone call when he was out in the middle of nowhere and be like, eh, fuck it, can't change my clothes, going into battle just like this. And see, I never um, read the file card, so uh, to me that's uh, it's a, a good uh, flak jacket and a, a boonie hat. Just straight yeah. up boonie hat, and they're you know they're desert tan, so it's you know a practical color. The maroon shirt's a little kind of weird, but not not. I can still buy it. The pants, you know, they're kind of that dark. I don't even know what kind of green that is, but oh, that it's it, it's a deep deep teal color. Teal, and that's the word I'm looking for I, with I, black I, camo. I, I, you know, if for, for like a tropical deployment or something, eh, okay, you know, you can see it. Um, yeah, the maroon shirt, strange choice, but hey, better than the fucking football jersey. Absolutely. 
this is um, uh, to me this is head and shoulders above the original figure. Never got the original figure. Um, I hate, 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 hate the original bazooka. Yeah, I and absolutely this, do too. This made up in every way for that. You know, he's got the the grenades and he's got the pistol sculpted to his flak jacket and his thigh. Uh, yeah, and like I said, like JD said, I did a custom of this guy, and I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and I'll give him this. Um, he he uh, it, he reused the legs off Bullhorn, so he had the gaiters over the boots, and he was cool looking. Um, like he was, yeah, like it was a bazooka that actually looked ready for action. Yes. Um, versus uh, looking like he was ready for weekend recreation. Yeah, I think okay. you know it's. He might have put his pants on in the in the barracks in the dark, and you know that's why he's mismatched. But I I love the sculpt on them, I, and the you know it's the colors aren't flamingly out there. I, I like this figure a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, number three for me is Bazooka version three. All right, and number four for you, JD. All right, um, I'm going to give some props to. Shut up. I'm going to give some props to Colonel Courage. Okay. I hate, 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 hate his code name. I hate it. It's, I don't like the alliteration of it. I don't like that they couldn't have gone a little more practical with it and made his rank uh, Colonel and just left it out of the file name. And But if you take Colonel off, Courage is also a terrible file name. So I don't know what they could have. Um, uh, I, I I don't really know what they could have gone with in its place. Um, maybe called him, um, um, you know, Brave Star or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> probably not. Uh, but but you know what? It's the character himself is the reason why I uh, why I voted him in because. One one of my things, because now look, my dad was in the army, so when I was a kid, I was very well aware of uh, what what um, what the army ranks were and why you needed as many officers as you had enlisted personnel. And one of the few things, one of the few shortcomings in the Joe line was always a severe lack of officers in yeah. the ranks, and um, it took until ninety three. Uh, before they had anybody who was nearly as high rank as General Huck, and you got Colonel Courage. And um, I always looked at him as he was actually the official XO of the team, like he was Mm. Huck's uh, second-in-command. And so I always thought, um, I always just in my head, it, it took until 93 before he got a figure, but maybe he was there all along. But, or, 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 no, he was there far, uh, far, um, far in advance of that. Uh, maybe we didn't see him very often because very often the XO of the unit isn't somebody that, that, you know, you're going to see regularly. Um, but, um, yeah, he was just, they finally had another officer, a very high ranking officer and somebody who could easily, uh, switch between his his duty on the Joe team and uh, a gig at the Pentagon, uh, briefing everybody back there, 
about what the boots on the ground are doing when um, when Hawk can't do it. Um, and the the thing and, is very nicely sculpted. Um, the color scheme is is great on his the tan top and the olive drab pants and the brown boots. The lime green belt and the lime green on his like uh, suspenders is kind of weird, but you can it's overlook questionable. That. But I don't think it's altogether terrible. No, um, <clears throat> it's uh, uh, here's my one my one huge gripe with it is I hate the helmet yeah. that's that's sculpted onto the head. I was just going to say that. But I have that exact same other problem with uh, characters like um, Hit and Run and um, and uh, Mainframe. It always oh, yeah. drove me nuts that these guys could not take their helmet off. And really, if you look at the sculpt of, uh, of his helmet, it was just... It, it was a Kevlar helmet with with the fabric covering, yes. and they had already done that the year before uh, with the '92 Duke. I don't know why they couldn't have just given him uh, a, an unhelmeted head sculpt. You could have gone, yeah, gone with the original helmet. Yeah, gone with the original bazooka and been all right. Yeah, I mean, he just—it was just so. It was just such a strange. And it looks like he's like, got his head shoehorned into that thing. Yeah, it's not it it's a it's a real awkward head sculpt. Um I mean I like the beard. Um uh we didn't uh this was at a point where um where you know other than the few, you know, notable iconics, you know, we didn't have a lot of beards in the Joe line, but his was um you know, it's not realistic for an army unit, no. but but for a special ops unit, it absolutely sure. is. Uh and you know, it was neat. It was tidy. You know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, he wasn't all bushy looking like Snowjob and and uh, Outback. Um, and he just, like I said, I wish the helmet had come off. And I really think that if his that if his helmet was a separate piece, I do think he would get more props from collectors. Um, but it just limited what they could do with him. Like I said, my. Uh, Hit and run was at least green, so it fit his uniform. But I hated that mainframe's helmet couldn't come off, and and then it was like that. It was like that. That ire was completely renewed when I got Colonel Courage. But <laughs> if, but if you want to get a sense of of how the character exists in my head and why I like him so much, if you watch the movie, but I didn't have a face to go with it until later uh, in nineteen ninety eight. The movie Armageddon, directed by Michael Bay. If you watch that movie, there's an air force. There's a gruff, grumpy, um, but but likable air force general played by actor Keith David. He is such an asshole in that movie. But I cannot help but look at Colonel Courage and not think that's Keith David. That's Keith David on the Joe team. Nice. Um, so yeah, Colonel Courage, he's he's on that list. Like I said, the, the helmet thing, eh, but you had a full bird colonel, which is just something that we hadn't seen since Hawk was a colonel in uh in, for his for his first figure before he got the before he got his star. Yeah. So it's funny yeah, that colonel you Courage. that you picked Colonel Courage and you know, your biggest gripe is the helmet, because that is the biggest gripe well. I'd say it's probably equal gripes on the next figure I'm going to go with, and that's uh, Leatherneck version three 
Um, the yeah, the giraffe pants leatherneck. The color scheme. The color scheme works. The colors do not. No, I repainted this figure a few years ago in in the current Marpat uh, uh, cam- camouflage that that the Marines at least they were using. I'm not sure if they still are, but uh, that they were using it, and and a lot of people said, "Huh, boy, you saved that leatherneck." It was really just because I wanted to see what a hyper realistic leatherneck would do, and I had that figure already, so. Um, I think I did so the same I, thing. Uh, no, maybe not. I was. Yeah, I mean, do- he's out of the package. He's a goofy looking figure, but he hey, it was it was an update to Leatherneck. That that he's goofy you know, looking, but the sculpt is great. He's got the grenade strapped across his chest. He's got three magazines for whatever rifle he's carrying strapped right next to those. So I mean, he is ready to jump right in there and and get it done, but the the boonie hat is way under-sculpted for his head. Yeah, it's a, a little bit... You know what? It's, his head sculpt looked more akin to what you'd see in Leonard's core line, and that's just kind of sad, because it doesn't have any of the character that the original Leatherneck's uh, head sculpt had. No, I would, I'd like to see the, the original Leatherneck's head on this and repainted in even just the original Leatherneck colors. Oh, that, well, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, it, like you said, the color scheme's bad, but, uh, it, it, it the was color interesting... Well, the color scheme isn't bad, it's the colors themselves, because, I mean, you go with brown, and you change the yellow to a tan, and that brown to a different tan, and you got a fairly decent desert scheme going. The the blue grenades and and magazines are kind of you know just need to paint those gunmetal and you're all set. I think the color scheme works. It's just the colors they chose do not. We're we're totally in the battle core colors here now. I mean this is it's a decent figure. It's decently sculpted. I really like it, except for the head sculpt. The color scheme works well. The colors do not. So that uh, was my number four for 1993. JD, your number five. All right. Um, number five for me, I actually have a couple of figures that I went with here, and I kept substituting them out. Um, but uh, I'm going to go off in a wholly unexpected direction here. All right. Star Brigade line was, if you're a sci-fi fan, it's cool. Um, maybe not so heavy on it like Joe went, but um, the the regular Star Brigade figures, yeah, they were just repaints, and most of them were pretty cool, um, you know, for what they were. Um, they had a subline within Star Brigade called Armor Tech, which was all right. Basically, they're all uh, everybody is wearing a, a big like, anime-style power suit, which is, you know, an interesting idea. The one big problem with them is that they, uh, their, their, their arms and legs were articulated, or their, their elbows and knees were articulated, but they didn't have a lot of articulation otherwise, you know, move, arms moved up and down, legs moved up and down, but, you know, they didn't have O-rings, and, uh, so you couldn't even take them apart, 
Uh, so they were they were limited with what you could do with them, but hey, still more articulated than the 1984 Deep Six. Right. Um, but my choice here is the is the bat. It's the uh, I was looking the, at that the, one myself. Yes, the battle android astral uh, trooper. He was. I mean, it was it it was a heavy armored bat. It looked like a bat. It it, it looked like a uh, a monstrosity version of the battle android trooper. Like it, it, if if it would take a squad of bats um, to actually bust in to a Joe uh, a Joe base. Um, if you take the astronaut thing out of this thing, it could easily just be, you know, like a, like a battle, uh, like a battlefield drone, you know, version of a bat where, um, it's just going to run through the walls of everything or, Hey, it's perfectly suited to, uh, space combat. Cause you yes. know, they're, they're, you, you can magnetize them, you know, they're, 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 they're whatever, you know, they're he, what, I mean, this bat was imposing looking. Um, I like the black and white color scheme. Um, the faceplate uh, was also, again, we continue with that thing with Cobra that, that they started in 89 with the, with the red faceplates. You know, it's badass looking. But this bat individually, it's the one armor tech figure that I think actually works simply because if they had not gone with the armor tech, they still could have put this bat out as just another bat uh, version, and it would have worked perfectly. Um, it, the thing was looked like a mechanical monster. Um, Absolutely. No, I, and, uh, I've been... Yeah, I was looking at him last night, and I'm like, you know what, i got to get one of those. Yeah, I, I didn't have one then, um, but... Uh, I, if I remember right, I don't think the armor tech was all that easily found. Um, the regular Star Brigade was. Um, I remember the, them being fairly prolific in in uh, uh, Toys R Us and such. Um, but I don't think the armor tech was quite as well uh, distributed. They're but, not very expensive so, on eBay if you're not wanting them complete. Well, I mean, there's a carded no. one for fifteen bucks plus six bucks shipping. So I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, armor tech—they're fairly cheap on on uh, eBay, but that bat is, uh, yeah, it's, it looks like a super bat and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that one. No, I think that's a fantastic choice. It's funny that you went with that. Cause I was almost going to choose that one myself for my last one, but instead, uh, I went with the, um, the mega Viper from the, um, from the, um, the Mega, Mega Marines, the Mega Marines yeah. line. Um, it looks like raspberry lemonade. I was going to say he's the Country Time Viper, right? Um, but he, he's he's I, I love he's this. both he's both lemon he's both lemonade and pink lemonade. Yeah, I, um, absolutely. But, it's rid- ridiculous, but, but the I, sculpt is cool. Yeah, I love the sculpt on it. The sculpt is fantastic. Um, um, I can see this repainted in, you know, like red faceplate and black and red or black and gold or gold and blue or I don't know, anything you know, other than what he came in. And it's going to look fantastic. If, if you look 
if you look at, at at like the helmet and shit, it's almost surprising to me that it was a Megabrine and that it wasn't part of the Star Brigade because it would have fit in perfectly with the with the with the Star Brigade. Um, yeah. Um, but and, well, the club did in two thousand three. They did repaint the Mega Viper in uh, in Cobra Blue and Gray, and it it proved that you know that was a yeah that was a really decent sculpt. Um. But he had a lot of details that weren't painted in the in the in the in the pink and yellow version too. Um, like, and, and it's unfortunate because, like so many other figures that year, there were lots of details they sculpted, and then you know to save costs, you know they just didn't, you know they didn't give them paint masks that that you know that matched the sculpts. Well, and as as I am, of course have voiced my opinion on this many times. I'm not a fan of the repaint sub teams, but with the, the sculpting on this, this guy would have been perfect for Python patrol. Um, uh, you know what? Um, I think cause he had that cross hatching uh, on sculpted, sculpted on. So I can yeah, only imagine well, how, how true. awesome that would have looked painted. That's true. Python I forgot. Patrol. You're right. That, that, that pattern was actually sculpted, but you know what? Even if, um, See, he's one that he was in the Meg Marine line, but if they had repainted him in '94 as just part of the rest of the Battle Corps in a different color scheme, it could have been an improvement right there. Uh, yeah, he, he he had a lot of interesting things going on with the sculpt. Uh, they weren't skimping on the design there at all. No, not at all. And I've been looking for one of those, and I can't find one that's not carded. Um. Oh yeah, and vintage figures—they're not often expensive, but even the later stuff on the card, they tend to be about double the cost. Uh, and mm, yeah, if you're just opening it up, uh, yeah, sometimes you just—you know—it's like I could pay that, but I don't want to, so I'm not gonna. But you're right; there, a lot of the Mega Marine stuff is hard to find loose. Uh, Cyber Viper's the same way. A lot of times, yeah, you're going to find them on the card. And frankly, I just don't want to pay 25 bucks for a carded figure that's just going to get opened anyways. Yeah, I think there's like one of them on eBay right now, and it's like $80, so not going to happen. Hey. That, that'll be one that I'll keep an eye out for down the line. But um, I, I do love the, the sculpt of that figure, the color scheme. It's weird, but... I don't know. I don't hate it, even though it's like battle core flaming colors. I don't hate it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's one of those things. That, yeah. Well, like 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 my pick with the ninety ninety nine lamprey. I should hate this, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. I can't can't explain nor defend it. So uh, that is nineteen ninety three, and uh, brings us to nineteen ninety four. Sadly, this is where the wheels fell off the wagon for. And that's why this is the last last year for a couple of years of G.I. Joe. Um, neither J.D. or I could pick five figures from this this year. So you know what? In a pinch, I could have finished off a five-person uh, list. I, I could have because there wasn't a shortage of good figures. They just – they weren't figures that really matched – um, I think uh, 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 the criteria for, for favorites. Um, 
they were good. And let me tell you right now, Stalker almost made my list. Um, yes, yet another Stalker that would have been on it. But I don't – he was an interesting design, but in his actual face sculpt, I just don't see Stalker. No, um, he's got that, like, barrel chest, too. He's a um, he's weird well, sculpt. The, well, it was a big padded vest that uh. he had on. So it's excusable because that, that vest – clearly had a bunch of layers on it it was like a like a uh like wearing a down ski jacket you know it's puffy um, Gotcha. but i just i can't look at that face sculpt and see stalker because no it just it doesn't he's just he doesn't look like the um he just he doesn't look like the same character he 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 almost looks like a younger version of Stalker, and that's just not, or 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 maybe a maybe a more uh, formal looking Stalker. I don't know. I I do think that head sculpt would be an interesting substitute for Colonel Courage. In fact, mm. huh? Fuck, I can't see Stalker in it, but I could see Colonel Courage. Possibly. Shit, I think I just gave myself an idea. All right. So, um, who's your first pick for ninety four? Star Brigade Cobra Commander. Really? Um, right. It was unmasked. Yeah. That was the first time we ever saw... No, I take that back. Second time, the 12-inch line in 92, you could pull the hood off, and he had almost the same thing. He had, he, he had a bandana across his, uh, across his mouth, so his entire face wasn't covered, but you could see his eyes, and you could see his hair, and he was sculpted... So that one of his eyebrows yes. was pointed up in the air, like like Vulcan style. Um, He's got that kind of like, was, yeah, that yeah, yeah, menacing grimace. Yes, he's get he it is his 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 eyes and his eyebrows are saying, "Go ahead, fuck with me, see what happens, bring it on, bitch." Um, and I love that. I love that. Um, I mean. Cobra Commander, he was, he, he, he needed to be, since they decided to send G.I. Joe into space and, uh, um, uh, you know, Duke and Hawk both went into space with G.I. Joe, but it was only Destro that they sent into space for Cobra um, because at this point the whole Iron Grenadier program was defunct. Um, I guess Destro had gone back to Cobra or translation, Hasbro went back to uh, what people remembered fondly because, right. you know, but... I remember um, Iron Grenadiers very fondly, thank you very much. Yeah, but but uh, I think people... I think Hasbro was going back to people associated Destro with Cobra, so that's what they did. Um, but they didn't put Cobra Commander into space that year, but they did in 94. And um, if you look at the figure sculpt itself, it's... It, the it's, one thing that bugs me is how huge the collar is that 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 the that the bulbous space helmet clipped into. I kind of like that. If it had been though. a little uh, a little less oblong and a little bit more compact, kind of like uh, how payload and the original Ace were, if it was a little smaller, I think he would actually be a perfectly acceptable Earthbound Cobra Commander. But yeah, they went a little over the top. Right there, right, right on that part of it. But the rest of his spacesuit, 
is super intricate looking. And it like I like the colors. You know, it it's it's a light blue and it's a purple and well those aren't colors I normally associate with Cobra Commander. It, they're, they're they're it's still pleasing to yeah, it's not, my eyes. Yeah, it's not out there. I, I actually like the oblong helmet. It kinda is like xenomorphic, like alien mm. like aliens kinda. Oh. Hey. You're right. I wonder if that I, I wonder if that played any influence on this design. Yeah. The um, one thing that I have, just I have to laugh at is the uh, accessory that he came with. The suction um, cup wheel. Oh. That yeah. he got harnessed um, into. That is just that I've never did, seen that before. That is hilarious. Yeah, that did not work. However, well you know, if I was um, like, if I was like ten years old, I'd have fucking loved that. Uh, uh, if I remember right, um, that hang on a second. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pull it up and I'm gonna look at it. Um, because I can't. I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember exactly what it looked like. He's got um, this like triangular harness that hooks to a, a wheel of suction cups that sits above his head. Oh, that. Uh, well, huh. I can't even think of a practical use for that. I can't even imagine what they were going for. Maybe they were trying to make it so that so that he could scale like the outside of the Defiant, but um, don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what? If I was ten, uh, I'd have fucking loved that. I I I don't uh, know what it is. Yeah. I um, I would have played with that thing till forever if if that had come out when I was if I was you know ten or twelve. That I don't know what it is. I, I, that would have been. You could uh, put that on top of a on a side of a window, and it would have like walked down the window. Theoretically, I mean, well, it probably would not have. I, but. I, I was fourteen. I was fourteen. This figure came out. I was fourteen when I bought this figure. Um, because I was a teenager and I was still buying toys and I cared fuck all about what anybody else thought. Um, and I had zero use for it. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure it probably went into the drawer that had the rip in space time where things went in and never returned because I don't remember ever seeing it again after that. Uh, his pistol was cool. Even though it was yeah. yellow, it was, it was a repaint of the, the pistol that Captain Gridiron came with, and that was the only reuse of that weapon ever. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a, uh, I mean, it was a cool sculpt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I and, still uh, think that, the visor on this as helmet. a real young um, kid, I think that would be a fun accessory, actually. Um, yeah, but you know what, it may have been, I think I was about two years past where my imagination would have tried to justify it. Yeah. Um, but that that Cobra Commander, it was never repainted. It was it it it, it um, like even Fun School never used it, and they used a bunch of the later stuff. But um, he is a damn cool figure. Like I said, the Cobra Commander for him to actually showed that much of his face was a bold design choice. Absolutely. And the, the, the facial expression that just says, um, bring it on was a nice touch. And 
I, I want to say I think it might be my favorite Cobra Commander figure, you know, for a character that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, it 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 uh, it gave him uh, new depth. Uh, like you know, he was like it it made him look like the smarmy bastard that he probably was. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Star Brigade Cobra Commander is number one for me. Number one for me for this year is not that hard of a choice. Uh, it's Shipwreck version two. Um, this oh, no shit. Yeah, this says Navy SEAL all the way. Um, um, do, you, do you like the idea of Shipwreck being a Navy SEAL? Because I know a lot of collectors that I've talked to over the years don't like the idea that that. Uh, that Shipwreck, who's an ornery, uncooperative bastard, would actually have gotten through SEAL training or gone in the first place. But what is your what is your personal take on Shipwreck I, actually joining the SEALs? Um, based on, like, cartoon and f- original file cards, I think it's laughable. Yeah, I can't stand Shipwreck. He's another character that I know so many people love him. I hate everything about that character. So the idea that he would join a regimented training program that would beat the shit out of him and break his spirit, hey, that works for me. But on a character level, it does not work for me. This and was I, my this was my new wetsuit. I didn't even pretend that it was shipwreck. It okay. was, it yeah, was I my can new see wetsuit. It because I can't I, I don't even know why the toy company that created this character and made him the obnoxious loudmouth that he was and, and 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 the way that Neil Ross voiced him, you know, being all Jack Nicholson-esque in the cartoon, I can't stand Shipwreck. And I don't know why the toy company didn't think, uh, maybe we should make this guy a new character because there's no way that Shipwreck would ever be a Navy SEAL. It's just so dumb. It's just about as dumb to me as the idea that Charlie Sheen would be a Navy <laughs> SEAL. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? That was a horrible that movie, movie. Yeah, I would say that was a terrible movie, and 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 the terribleness started with the fact that you made Charlie Sheen into a SEAL. Really? But really? the accessories he came with, he came with uh, the rifle from, uh, I think that's uh, Hit and Run. Bullhorn. Uh, Bullhorn. Yeah, Bullhorn. Shockwave yeah, Pistol. Yeah, uh, the huge Bowie knife and that uh, air mask, that gas mask that plugged into his chest was was pretty cool. Uh, I absolutely loved the color scheme. It's gray and black with the silver rebreather. Everything about this figure works except for the fact that it's shipwreck. <laughs> um, it's you know finally a seal that's heavily armed. Um, he could have used a backpack of some sort. He got a repaint in the two thousand and two. Uh, the last wave of the Real American Hero Collection, um, he got a repaint in a in a two-pack with a character named Sidetrack, and they basically kept the same-ish color scheme, but they, they used, like, the paint wipes to make it a little, a little gritty-looking, and, yeah, it's pretty cool. But, again, it was still shipwrecked, and it's still stupid. Yeah. No, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's, the, it's not bad. Uh, sorry, I've got a fucking Yo-Jo with their goddamn ads. Wow. Um, wow. 
that was musical accompaniment tonight by uh, by yojo.com in yeah. the ad riddled page i understand yeah. that you guys need to pay for your page and advertising is the way to do it but the page barely loads on my computer and i yeah. cannot Pop-up videos are obnoxious i can't and, i and, cannot use yojo on my phone or at all be, because there's there's something that will some pop-up that will prevent me from looking at Yojo. That's so funny because we both use iPhones, and I have no problem using Yojo on my phone. Yeah, As a matter cannot, of fact, cannot use it I on my I phone use, at all. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, while we've been doing this podcast, I've been referring to Yojo. Yeah, I have no problem using it on my phone. That's funny. I get like one page, and then I get a pop-up ad that will not go away. That's so weird. Yeah. Um and I, I, you know, if I go, if I close the browser and reopen it, if I go to, doesn't matter what I do, I get one page of Yojo, try to go to another page, I get the pop-up, won't go away, can't use Yojo wow. on my phone. Pisses that's me so, I can't imagine what I would do if I couldn't access Yojo on my phone. I, I'd have to actually use the computer. I, yeah. I, am, I am using my computer, and my computer's old, and it does not like these pages that are ad-laden, so it's, it's not, doesn't work real well for me. All right, so that was my first pick for 94. So your second pick for 94, J.D. Um, <clears throat> uh, Predacon. Yeah, I kind of saw he that was, one coming. He was one of the aliens that was introduced into the Star Brigade line. And while I do like the idea of G.I. Joe expanding their space program, um, I'm not really sure that the aliens... I, even even on a sci-fi level, I'm not really sure if I like the idea of uh, actually G.I. Joe going deep enough into space or having enough space missions that there would be hostile aliens. I, it's very it's very Star Trek-y. And I, look, I love Star Trek, but I don't know that I like the idea of it crossing over into G.I. Joe like that. But as a figure, Predacon is amazing. He's yeah. got dreadlocks like the Predator. Um, he's got four arms, which is just a it, it's it's brilliant engineering on the figure. Absolutely. And he's got these giant space boots that look like um, you know he, he can probably breathe in space. You know his 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 um, his alien. Uh, biology might be similar to like the xenomorphs. Um, so, um, you know, because uh, his arms are actually bare, like they're not covered in the spacesuit, which, you know, perfectly, you know, if he's, he's alien, so who cares? I just imagine the big boots are probably magnetized. And as a figure itself, it is fucking cool looking. And they had two other aliens that were released at the same time, neither of which their designs work at all as figures. They all look cool. No, they're and horrible. Paintings, yeah, the, the paintings for the file card art are both cool looking. But the other two aliens, the actual figures that they made out of it, they could not capture that file card art at no. all. They're both, they're super gawky looking and they're, they're, they're just fuck ugly as toys. But Predacon absolutely bucked that trend. He was cool. He was interesting. Everything about him 
In fact, he was more um, he was more like Fifth Element than Star Trek. He he was very uh, I imagine him having the kind of personality of those grumbly guys in uh, in the Fifth Element. And on that level, yeah, yeah. he absolutely works for me. But on a purely yeah. aesthetic toy level, everything about that guy is cool. And I wish I never owned him in 1994. Uh, I never, ever even saw those aliens. Nor did so I. other than, you know, what figures I did have in 94, I might have actually noticed them on the back of the card art, but I absolutely never saw those guys in stores. Um, and they so, are expensive on the secondary market. They are super expensive, because I remember, I don't even think I found out what those guys actually were until Yojo years later. You know, like I said, at 14, I may have seen them on the back of the card, but if I didn't see them in the store, they wouldn't have really registered with me. And so when I got on Yojo in the mid-90s, uh, or no, the late 90s, um, I would have discovered what those guys were. And Predacon, he struck me even then. But yeah, I've gone on eBay looking for one, and they are not cheap. They are not affordable. And whether they're loose or carded, it doesn't matter. Sometimes they're almost the same prices. Yeah, that's um, what I've noticed. And, and like loose specimens with nothing, they just don't exist. Like they're just they're they're elusive to say the least. Um, you know, even when I've gone to toy shows and I've looked at their tables full of GI Joe figures, um, the 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 Star Brigade aliens—they're never in that crowd, um, for that matter. Neither are the Mega Vipers. Um, but Predacon is just such a damn cool toy. Um, like he just—they're. Uh, oh, you know what? They're also a little bit like the Nausicans in Star Trek: The Next Generation, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're, you, again, I don't know if they work with G.I. Joe, but as, as a toy, man, I love the shit out of that guy. So, yeah, he's, he's my number two for 94. For number two for 94, I went with, uh, Viper version four. Uh, the club just recently remade this figure. Uh, I don't, I don't see it as a Viper so much as, neither do I, as a, just like a, some sort of new figure, new character. I don't know, but I really like the sculpt on the, the colors. Don't you know? We're, we're definitely hitting the battle court colors that are just uh, fucking wild and out there. Look but, at it this way. Now, okay, the club in two thousand five repainted it in the black, red, and gold of the typical Iron Grenadiers, and they called them the Iron Anvils. But yes, think back to ninety four. If you had seen that figure in the store. Would you have appreciated it more instead of saying Cobra Viper on the card? What if it had said Annihilator? Eh, I don't know. Still no? No. Because, see, to me, I look at those guys and they look like upgrades to the Annihilators to me. To me, Uh, they're... Similar colors and everything. To me, it's more of a... I want to call it like a... I would... I think it... To me, this is one that should have gone in, did not need to be in the Battle Corps line, it needed to be in the Star Brigade line. To um, me, this looks like the outer space version of, of like, uh, some sort of, like, standard Cobra Trooper. Um, um, 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because as as an update to the Cobra Viper, on no level does that work. No, not color wise, not, not sculpt wise, not design wise. It's just not a Cobra Viper. Um, but as a figure, it's one that I think works okay. I just I've never been crazy about the sculpt really. Um, like I said, I had a hard time picking figures for this this year. So, and I I think. Um, for this year, the only figures from this year that I've ever owned is this wetsuit, and I that's I got it as an adult. I mean, uh, as an adult collector, I I don't think I had any of these figures at all. Um, I did. I had I had a smattering of them uh, back then. I don't have any of them now. Like I said, I, I I'd like to get this Cobra Commander. Um, uh, one of them that I did have back then is my number three pick and it's Metalhead. First of all, I loved that Metalhead got reintroduced into the toy line. Yeah. And I loved that he looked like a crazy in the head, you know, fuck in the head psychopath because his head sculpt is psychotic. He's got this shit-eating grin that basically says, I'm crazy and I like it. And it was, it had a lot of detail that just, it perfectly brought out the personality that you saw in the cartoon. Um, again, because the Iron Grenadiers were gone, I think they actually made him into a Cobra, but it didn't matter because for me, he was, it is, in 1990, I, I liked Metalhead on the cartoon. I didn't so much like the figure itself. Um, he, 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 uh, was a little, he didn't, his face sculpt did not look like a crazy person. And in 1994, I finally got the crazy person, Metalhead. Um, you know, he had that, he had that, that armor around his head, uh, which I really, I think it was holding the last of his sanity in, um. He was cool, and on the file card, he finally had a file name, and I think it's uh, Stuart Findlay, I believe. And you found out that he was a Canadian hockey announcer before <laughs> he went nuts. Um, um, Which so is weird. you know, and you know what? If you ever listen to hockey announcers, um, they're they're all like high energy, and yes. uh, and and it sounds to me like they they drink about ninety four gallons of caffeine a day, and and you could see that. You could see you could see one of them going nuts and becoming metalhead, I guess. Um, yeah, he was an excellent update, uh, and even even the pink on on his uniform it didn't bother me in the least. It was just one of those. I figured he was a little nuts, um, but he fit with Voltar. It was a very it was a very similar uh, shade of whatever the hell that color is supposed to be to Voltar. So again. He worked for me as an Iron Grenadier, um, but '94, he's one of the best that they had. I mean, he was just cool. Um, yeah, I mean, he looked like a psychopath, and he, he, you know, he he was he was everything that that the personality on Metalhead had to be in figure form. So yeah, he he was a, he he was my first choice for this year. Like he was the very first one that I put on the list. Um, 
Maybe I saved the best for last. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah just, he his was... weapons were kind of lacking. He came with the Rock Viper rifle, the Annihilator pistol, and the Iron Grenadier pistol, and a crappy rocket launcher. I mean, it's just... I like the figure, and the sculpt was nice. Definitely nice. Um, is that Rock Viper legs? No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he used the Rock Viper legs. All um, right. But the yeah the the face sculpt sells it and the color scheme is fantastic actually for the for how far we are you know for the last year of of Battlecore the the color scheme is actually perfectly yeah, reasonable and he especially had, for this he figure. had more detail painted on him than a lot of the figures that year did um, if you completely re-equip him he is a phenomenal update to Metalhead yeah I could see that. Alright, so, um, my last one for 94, you know, I had to just throw all caution <laughs> to the wind here, and I say, can't wait to hear what the hell you came up with for this. Say, I've been sitting here in suspense. Say, you know what, I'm going to pick something that no one will ever suspect. And oh God. I A went, Shadow Ninja? No. Um... <laughs> Nope. I went with Ice Cream Soldier. What the fuck, man? Um, <laughs> dude, I've known you for ten years and I couldn't have predicted that. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? What? Oh, please tell me you just used a dart and you threw it at a board and that's what the dart landed closest to. Nope. What the fuck, man? What? What the I was hell? looking at these. I There's oh. an Alley Viper in this year. I hate the colors. The beachhead's just a repaint, and they actually made it worse by by coloring the flak jacket yellow. I don't <laughs> like... Ice cream soldier. Holy shit. Major Blood. There's a new Major Blood, but he's wearing his underpants on the outside of his uniform. There's right, just you know. <laughs> nothing else in this in this year that is even... Aside from... I, I, the Predacon I, is definitely... I'm glad you went to Predacon because I probably would have done that. But this, he's a flamethrower trooper and he's called the Ice Cream Soldier. And this just kind of shows, to me, this is like, it's the... It's the <laughs> throwing it all to yeah, the wind. If that's you it, that's it exactly. Card. That's it exactly. <laughs> this is the, the quintessential example of Hasbro's like, fuck it, we do not give a shit anymore. And here is proof of it. His yeah, because even his file card is one ice cream pun after another. I mean, there's something about hot fudge melting on a hot sidewalk or something. Yeah, and his it's, his second his primary specialty is flame weapons, and his <laughs> secondary spe- specialty is a barbecue chef. What the? <laughs> how is it not ice cream, man? I don't know. How is it? How is it not? Yeah, how is he not a pastry salesman or something? Yeah, like, how is he not, like a, you know... Like a bakery owner or something, a malted milk shop owner. I don't... What the fuck? Yeah, how is he shop? not running a concession stand what? in the PX or something, you know? <coughs> yeah, barbecue chef. Barbecue of chef. All things, what the... What the hell? The, the... The sculpts, though, isn't bad. The colors are hideous. 
I could see this being repainted. <laughs> to say the least. It was like everything that the incinerator did right with the bright orange, Ice Cream Soldier did wrong. Absolutely. I think if you repainted this, it could make an interesting target figure. Well, Hasbro repainted it in 2002 in blue, red, and black and called it a Shock Viper and made him into a Cobra. So it proved that the, that the sculpt was pretty good. Um, but then they repainted it a couple years later and it was red and copper, which was Ugh. interesting, interesting, uh, better than the ice cream soldier's color scheme. He looked like a traffic cone with, uh, with, with the, with the yellow reflector strips around it and terrible, terrible, but please God. Okay. And he if was a listen, he was a commando too. He was a flamethrower commando. Because that makes because there's nothing more subtle for a commando to use in the battlefield than a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> and be bright hell? fucking orange and yellow. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's why I went with that is because it's just oh fucking God. wacky oh, and, and this just God. is the quintessential. Hasbro throws their arms up in the air and says, fuck it, we're done. Drop the <laughs> mic. Fuck it, we are done. Death of the line and all of yeah, that. Yeah, because, you know, at this point, the, the, the 1995 line was well into the planning stages. And there had been some early sculpting done for a couple of the 1995 intended releases. But they the, the line was canceled before really they got anywhere close to production so in 1995 they were set to go back to the joes were going to start looking a little bit more realistic because there were there were some paintings that were done i want to say i think the line their subline was going to be the battle rangers um and it was going to be like the evolution of the battle core line and they were definitely the characters in that painting uh, they're suspected to be Flint and Footloose, but I don't know if there's any official confirmation of that anywhere. They were definitely going to go back to the more militaristic look for for the Joes. Um, but so, but then in '94, they basically just said, eh, "Fuck it," you know. The line got canceled. The, the any and all plans for '95 were were uh, uh, were scratched. Um. So, but you're right. They must have designed the Ice Cream Soldier. Like, when they got the cancellation notice, they must have just said, eh, this is the last thing we're working on. Let's just throw all caution out the window and let's make the worst possible fucking thing ever. Yep, so Um, that's why I chose it as the last figure from 1982 all the way through 1984. This is Hasbro's, like, middle finger to the fans or to the board of directors or whoever they were trying to piss off with this because they probably did a fairly good job with that. Yeah, um, I would think so. And the investors must have been like, what the fuck have you guys done And there here? you have it. Uh, three episodes, <clears throat> 1988 through 1994, or 1982 to 1994. Like you know what, it's it's not surprising to me 
that the last couple years of the Real American Hero line were a little, um, where they were trying all kinds of new things. Because really, if you listen to like an interview with like Kurt Bozigian, who worked on the Joe line for the entire 12-year span, their last couple years was definitely, they were trying to keep up with uh, uh, current trends in the marketplace, which was why there was a lot of interactivity with these toys yeah. versus just, I mean, there was, you, you still needed imagination to fuel it, but they, that is why they resorted to a lot of gimmicks because they were, they were trying to compete with everything else that was in the toy market. And so you can see the logic behind the choices even if the actual products were um, questionable in their execution, but you know you can you can see what the thought process was. But there there are some of these things like the ice cream sold that just make you think. You know what? I think they actually were playing a joke there. Um, yeah, absolutely. The 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 line though is historical for a thousand reasons, and the fact is, if you look at the line as a whole. It lasted for twelve years. Yes. Can you? I don't. I can't think of another toy line anywhere by any company except for Barbie from Mattel that's lasted for anywhere close to that long mm-hmm. in a continuous yearly release schedule. I mean, yearly release it, schedule. It, no. it, you know, it feels like. There's there's been Ninja Turtles around for the last thirty years, but they weren't. Not, it wasn't continuous. No, you know the, the the figures would reflect whatever new spin on the turtles that they would have over the years. But there I, were long breaks in between I them. Think, um, I think Transformers. You can probably say that, but well, Transformers you can too. But at the same time, you also have to think that that's so many different iterations. Yes. Um, and well, very often point. separated by a couple of years, and also um, kept alive it, uh, on on the side from Japan as well. Yeah. So you had the American line and the Japan line. So even when there weren't toys here, um, there were toys somewhere. So you're right. Transformers is far longer running, but as one continuous idea, it just, nothing else can compete with GI Joe for that. I mean, they just. They, 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 and on top of that, they had a lot of the same people, or some of the same people were there at the end that were there at the beginning, and you can tell that some of those sensibilities would be consistent. But yeah, and then you look at 1994, and you're like, yeah, I can see why, I can see why they canceled it right there. Um, but I mean, as a legacy, this line can't be beaten. Like you said the other day, you texted me and you say. It's a testament to how great the O-Ring Joe line was when sometimes we have to whittle a list down to five of favorites yeah. that year, and half the time I've started out with 12 right. or 13, um, and you just really, you really have to, you really have to brainstorm on it, and you know, if you listen to the Starbecue podcast, they have a phrase called show your work, which basically explain it, it. It's a way of saying you just said something ridiculous and now explain yourself. And a lot of times 
that is what I was doing when I was when I was making these picks was showing my work, trying to put into words <clears throat> what my thought process was in picking these characters, especially in years like '88, where oh my God, there were so many choices. In '87, right. we could have easily done a top ten list from some of these years. Absolutely. But, um, you know what? I I am so happy that I'm back into the O-Ring Joe line, and I'm glad that I've rediscovered it, and I am so glad that you had the idea to do this top five list from every year because it's been fun to look at the entire line overall and give myself 38 new figures that I have to track down over the next couple of years. I mean, at least 38. I mean, and that's on top of, like, the 40 that I've already bought in the last few months. Um, And beyond that, once those 38 or 39 other figures, well, then I'm going to have to buy some other stuff, too. Absolutely, Um, I'm I'm right there with you on that. But, yeah, Brian, thanks for having this idea and bringing this idea up because – this line deserves to have tributes like this, and I'm real happy that we did this. Absolutely, as am I. And the <laughs> totals that everybody is wanting to know, G.I. Joe, 72, Cobra, 53. Not bad, not bad. I mean, I know um, in fandom in general, no matter what the property is, most every property that I'm a fan of I tend to lean in the direction of the good guys in general, but, um, you know, and early on in the line, I mean, I think every year, I think I named one or two Cobras, um, but that, the, the fact that the end of the line was heavier on the Cobras for me was in no way a commentary on what I thought was a shortcoming in the early line. It was just, there were, in fact, if anything, it just shows how there were fewer amazing Joes for me to pick from because it, it almost seemed like some of the Cobras were, because some of the Cobras I picked easily could have fit in earlier in the line, you know, with a little bit of reworking. But, yeah. I mean, it's just every year had so many strong offerings. But it really, that was... um. I thought it might be a little closer, but at the same time, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that, um, especially on your end, that it wasn't a little closer. But like you said, it's there. There, there's so many, there's so many things to pick from. It's and like you said, there are a couple of years there were a little, little thin on the Cobra offerings, and in the case of the first couple of years. Cobra was like super limited. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> no, this is uh that that's I think that's more than a respectable total. And honestly, you know, twelve years of the line, we each pick our favorites from each line, so you know, that's ten from every show. <clears throat> but still, you know, without doing the math, the the numbers that you just gave, it made me realize just just what an undertaking it is to whittle it down to that because if you right. realize you know, if you think about it the whole Real American Hero line was like, I don't know, 300 figures or something. So, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it just goes to show uh, what a phenomenal toy line that, you know, the vintage Joes were. 
And I'm glad that there were so many repaints that came much later for the nostalgic market because this is a toy line. Now, I know the format is dead now in any sort of official capacity, but, man, I'm lamenting that now. I kind of wish... I, I mean, I understand why they went modern for the club, but, man, I, I don't know. I kind of wish there were some more O-ring offerings they could do. But, you know, <clears throat> them's the breaks. Yeah. So we went through 125 different figures for this. Wow. For this. In three episodes. <clears throat> wow. Um, I was going to say that I can't think of, aside from... Transformers, I can't think of any line of toys where there is as where the the villains feature this prominently. Uh, oh, you know what? That's true too, because every year, you know, a lot of toy lines, average toy lines, what do you get? You get ten heroes and one maybe two villains. But you're right, every year they offered almost as many Cobras as they did Joes yes. most of the years. And sometimes they more. were every, they were every bit as well thought out. Like there was no, there was no short shrift given to the bad guys in this line. That was one of the um, things they, that absolutely drove me crazy. Um, I think my overall favorite toy line of all time is going to be my, the Iron Man two. uh, toy line just because it's the first time I got Iron Man figures my favorite comic book character my favorite character in my favorite scale which is three and three quarter inch it just drove me crazy at the absolute lack of villains um yeah because you had whiplash and you had those drones you know for 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 each individual military branch but you're right and 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 there was an ironmonger yeah, there's two Where different ironmongers. There's two Where different. Yeah, there's there's two different ironmongers. There were two different Whiplash, and you had the Mandarin, and that was it. But but you had, but they were they were there were and two the different, but they were the same characters. Like right. there were no, yeah, no Justin Hammers, no 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 Obadiah Stains, no no. Uh, uh, wait, did they? Wait, did they make a Mandarin from the movie? No. No, they made it from the comic books. That was that's what ticked me off is that they didn't stop with just the the movie figures. They were making plenty of figures from the comic books. And yet we didn't say, yeah, we didn't get a Trevor figure. We didn't get a we didn't get a drug addled uh civilian villain. No, and they um, were they were supposed to make mind. a Marvel Legends figure out of that, but it never <clears> got released. Whoops. Um and, uh, hey, they didn't give us figures for Pepper Potts or Happy Hogan either. Uh, um, Pepper Potts got a rescue figure. Uh, there was there was a Pepper Potts head sculpt to go with it originally. However, I was going to say, they canceled it, right? No, it got released as um, the bonus. That was your bonus figure for getting the online Marvel subscription, like the three-quarter original Nick Fury was. Uh, however, what? when it got released, it was minus the Pepper Potts head sculpt, so it was just the armored head only. That's terrible. Yeah, and it's it commands a fucking huge price on eBay. I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping that a couple of years from now, that uh, same thing that will happen, same thing that happened to the original uh, three and three quarter inch Nick Fury that was the giveaway for the subscription. 
where those things just suddenly popped up dirt cheap. I was uh, going to say, I think I got my set for like 15 Yeah, I did too. Um, hopefully the same thing's going to happen to the rescue figures. They're going to show up somewhere, either repainted or retool, <clears throat> you know, repainted or repacked because they're going to be scrambling for, Hezra's going to be scrambling to, to, uh, for figures to put out in the Marvel Legends line. They're like, you know what? Hey, let's just fucking repack the rescue figure. People will still buy it. And what yeah. the head look like? Was it, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing it didn't look like one of the Baltro, but was it a decent head sculpt, or yeah. was it just no, it was very you know, nice. some generic chick? No, it was very nice. Very nice ah. head sculpt. Uh, hair pulled back into a, a nice long ponytail. Um, the uh, Comic book accurate to whatever comic book of the time that she was in. Um, the Iron Man, whatever. I, uh, I think that was the Brian Bendis years. But it, it was very nice. It was very comic accurate. Uh, JD, you still there? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I'm here. Um, Had a, a noise on this end. That, all right, we yeah, are at no, two I'm hours, um, so this is six, eight hours of real American hero for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm probably going to put these out uh, not every week, but mm, probably every two weeks while you're gone, and really try to fill that gap before you come back. I think that'd be a great um, idea. So we um, hope that you've enjoyed our <laughs> retrospective on Real American Hero. Um, I think, I mean, I had a fantastic time. I had a fabulous time doing this. I think it was a blast. Oh yeah, this was this was awesome. Uh, I, we need to do something. I don't know with vehicles or something next. Sure. Um, yeah, we can do that when you get back. Um, <clears throat> did uh, did uh, um, yeah? Because God knows there's. There's no other uh, individual toy lines that are nearly expansive enough to fill up eight hours of conversation. <laughs> Absolutely not. And this, I mean, it's it's like JD said. I mean, we had a hard time picking some of these years, whittling it down to five hours. This could have easily been another two six-hour episodes. Oh, oh, yeah. But you know what? I think at this point, <clears throat> after all these episodes, people are going to be like, huh, wow, those guys... They just keep on going, don't they? Absolutely. Um, but, uh, so thanks right. for listening, and uh, look for us um, in September when I get back. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. And yo, Joe. Cobra.